Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with, but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, my featured guest is none other than Chris Stefanik. You can find him at reallifecatholic.com, reallifecatholic.com. Chris Stefanik, if you're in the Catholic space, uh, is very well known. He's an internationally acclaimed author, speaker, and television host who's devoted his entire life to inspiring people to live a bold, contagious faith. Now, contagious is a very dangerous word in these times right now. <laughs> yeah, I might have to rebrand a little bit right We now. may have to rebrand, okay? <laughs> but Archbishop Charles uh, Chipot, I'm not sure I said that right. Slap you, like slap you. That's how you say it. Got it. Uh, yeah. He calls Chris one of the most engaging defenders of the Christian faith on the scene today. I agree. Chris's live seminars reach more than 85,000 people per year. His reality TV show, uh, videos and radio spots reach millions of people and his educational initiatives are turning the tide in the church and Lord knows we need the tide turned. He authored yeah. the chosen confirmation program, which has already formed more than 500,000 teens. And Chris, just so you know, when I taught eighth grade Sunday school for three years, I used your program. So that, that was Praise the first God. time I was introduced to you. So well done, brother. Uh, welcome Thanks, to broken Catholic. Um, and, and I, I don't want to leave this out. Chris is, uh, you know, a father, uh, he's a husband and he's a father of six, six kids. So he's really doing the whole, you know, father and husband thing. So for all you men listening to the show right now, that struggle in those areas of spiritual leadership in your home, I want you to know Chris is living it. He's in the thick of it and he's out on the road a lot doing this ministry and that cannot be easy so chris welcome to broken catholic go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro would you oh god love you man thank you so much for having me on it, it, it's a joy to be with you to, to focus on the joy of the lord in really difficult times this is going to help my spirit just talking this stuff through uh you know my own conversion experience what brought me to the faith my parents dragged me to a retreat i didn't want to go on which is why I love coerced religious experiences for kids. <laughs> coerced religious experiences. Yeah. I had to be here. Good. And, uh, you know, the, what changed my life, and I, this is a time in my life, probably eighth grade, where my highest aspirations were to be like the, the, the rock stars I had looked up to. I thought, you know, if you, I, you know, like most eighth grade kids, I thought if you're partying hard, you got girls, you got money, well, then you made it. And that's how I wanted to be. And I was drinking after school on a regular basis. And at that young age of my life, and uh, I'll tell you, I walked in that room 
and there was a joy on everybody's face. Mm. And I remember particular faces. They'd never guessed that why I'm talking to you right now. It wasn't the people on the stage or giving talks. It wasn't the quote famous Catholics. It, it, it was the, just the people around me. And, and the first Christians called themselves the living ones. And I knew as soon as I saw their faces, I was dead. And they were alive and I wanted what they had. So, so my, my whole conversion uh, to the faith comes from that one word, joy. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is my strength. And, and I, I think my, my life's mission and mission of real life Catholic is just to share that joy with the world. The joy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which a lot of people have forgotten. I was dead and they were alive. I wanted what they had. That's it. B BC Nation, is that where you're at? Do you have people in your life where you look into their eyes and you just see that deadness? Yeah. They're all around yeah. us. Maybe right, it's man. you. Maybe it's I. I know it was me years ago for sure. I had deadness in my eyes. That's why I was yeah. filling the void with all these material temporal things, chasing money, success, girls, all of yeah. it, and nothing yeah. quenched the thirst. That's and right. I, I mean, that's yeah. it. No, no, you go ahead, man. Preach it, brother. <laughs> preach, <laughs> preach. Uh, so, Chris, today I really wanted to cover the, the topic of joy. Um, and, and I love that it is your conversion story, right? It, it's the yeah. foundational element. And the Bible verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And, and I really just want to push back on that right now, uh, not in a provocative way, but in a very real and human way that we're in like really uh, difficult times that none of us have ever experienced in our lifetime. And that is the truth. That is the truth, right? And there's so much uncertainty. And what I've seen is that there's this reaction um, that I see in a lot of Christian men. And the reaction is to go to one extreme or the other, to go to this extreme of fear and watching the stock market every day and the news feeds and just like doomsday, doomsday, and just filling all that garbage into their minds. And it, it just, the fear just keeps increasing, increasing, right? It says, yeah. well, you know, uh, you have the two wolves in the mind, whichever you feed most is the one that, you know, lives, right? And, and mm -hmm. grows. And then you have the other extreme of guys that are like, you know, what the heck, man, we're going to trust in the Lord. And why are, you know, priests, you know, removing the mass from us? This is the very thing we need. It's wrong. They're wrong. And we do go into make wrong as well with people around us. But the one thing I'm seeing in both extremes that we're, we're all missing is joy. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Okay, so that, that scripture, the joy of the Lord must be your strength. It wasn't told to people at an easy time in their lives. This is when God's people were in exile in Persia, and the city walls of Jerusalem had crumbled, and they were about to go back home and rebuild their city walls. All right, in, in the ancient world, uh, not having city walls was a really big deal. All right, This is something that's foreign to us now, but it literally meant that roving tribes could come by and kill you. Uh, you needed walls to your city. You had watchmen on the walls watching for, for neighboring nations who might just, on a whim, come. I mean, this was a common experience back in the ancient world where everything's fine one day and the next day, uh, rape and pillage and everyone's death and there's death and destruction everywhere, right? You needed those walls. So they were going to go back and rebuild these walls and, and they knew that many of them might die because Samaria might attack them without any walls in their city. And it's in that context that Nehemiah tells the people of God before they went home, the joy of the Lord must be your strength. This is not a Pollyanna thing. This is not putting on rose-colored glasses. This is not denying the problems. 
This is a call to battle. When you're about to enter into a battle, you need to fight for joy because joy is strength. And some people pull their strength from a sense of anger, frustration, fear. They pull it from uh, resentment. They might pull their strength, they think, from their money, from their notoriety, from their successes. None of those things is strength for a Christian man. Joy is strength. And that takes a lot of work because the devil knows that joy is strength. And that's why if you really examine your spiritual life and think, where, where's the battle happening? What's the center point of the battle in my mind, and my heart? It's very often the devil trying to rob you of your joy because he does not want the people of God to, to be strong. And frankly, he doesn't want the people of God to be attractive. Uh, you know, when I think back to my own conversion experience, what attracted me was joyful Christians, not correct Christians, not right Christians. It was joy. I just wanted what they had. If they were miserable and right, well, keep your truth, man. Why do I want it? Why do I want that? You know, the devil is, is, is desperate to make us unattractive and joyless and weak. We're leading our families right now. It's, it's not easy. We got, we got city walls falling down around us. <laughs> we got financial walls crumbling around us. We, we have uh, social walls crumbling around. This is a crazy time. But this is why we have to lean in and be more intentional about claiming joy than ever before. Thank you for putting it in those very um, human terms, right? Just terms we can relate to. You, you went back into biblical history and then you brought it to present day. This wall's collapsing all around us. BC Nation, you're right to feel uncertain right now. Like that's part of the the human thing and the experience for all of us right now. And I remember like a week ago uh, or a week and a half ago, we were like somewhat in denial. Like, well, it's not really happening. I'm still going to go to my office and get my work done. And then okay. two, three days later, it shifted and there was no office to go to. Everybody's being sent home. And you're like, what the, this is impacting me now personally. So Chris, I, I really get what you're saying that the battle is within, even though we're seeing all the exterior stuff, the battle is within. So what do you do personally or what advice, what are your top three tips or strategies or spiritual insights for BC Nation right now in this time to, we can't share joy with others if we don't have it for, for ourselves. So what yeah. can we do specifically to pull that joy of the Lord um, into our own hearts so that we can become that spiritual re reservoir of joy for others? Yeah, there's a lot of things, but one thing I want to focus on first and foremost is uh, from 1 Thessalonians 5, give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, people wonder, what does God want me to do? And we go right to the specifics. What does he want me to do with my career? What does he want me to do with my ministry? What does he want me to do? Blah, 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 blah. Give thanks. Give thanks. It's what he wants you to do. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what God's will for you is right now. It is to give him thanks. And St. Paul wrote most, most of this stuff while he was awaiting his execution. So <laughs> this is not easy times. And, and yet he had a spirit of a conqueror within his heart uh, because of where his focus was. You know, we, we can focus. We, we, we need to deal with the stuff that, that we're struggling with, no doubt. There's hard decisions to make right now. But our focus needs to primarily be on the Lord, on, on his blessings, on the victory that we have in him. We need to praise him. You know, we're, we're missing going to church. Well, scripture says that God inhabits the praises of his people. You know, so right now, more than ever, I think, I'm, I'm leaning on that form of prayer, of, of thanks, of gratitude, of worship, of praise. I'm getting up before my family. I'm spending a good solid half an hour 
most of it in, in that prayer time before they get up and I'll pray morning prayer with them after they get up. Yeah, but most of that time is in, in worship and praise right now. I, I need that. I absolutely need that. I mean, I need that like I need, like I need air, like I need water right now. Uh, so, you know, you can count your problems. You can look at the news feed. I, I encourage you instead to count your gratefuls. All right. You got to watch the news feed. You got to know what's going on. First and foremost, though, you got to contextualize the struggles in, in the blessing of Almighty God. And this is something I, you know, I, I've been on mission to Haiti, right? And the kids there smile more than kids in Disneyland. They got nothing but profound gratitude. They have profound, nothing is overlooked. I mean, gratitude is the key that will unlock the smile from your face. You know, think of, uh, of, of uh, Anne Frank. She said, think of all the beauty still around you and be happy. <laughs> Anne Frank said that, man. We, we want to talk about quarantine. She's hiding in someone's attic for how long? And then eventually loses her life to the Nazis. But if you're, you're in a quarantine that's not nearly as bad as what she was in. Think of the beauty around you and be happy. Colossians 3.2. Set your hearts on things above. Set your mind on things above. So the battle for joy really uh, primarily comes down to a battle of the mind. Where is your mind focused? Your struggles are real, but the reality of the gospel is more real. Mm. All right, BC Nation. We're, this is going to be the shortest uh, episode I've ever done, right? Because Chris is really pressed for time. So we just went really deep, really quick on joy and on this pandemic and how the answer, the solution to the pandemic is joy. It's put your joy in the Lord and focus not on the fear, but focus on God, focus on love. That's who he is. And that's where your strength will come from so that you can show up as spiritual leaders in your home if you're a man. And if you're a woman and you're a single mom raising kids, you could still be that light for your children. Let them see that smile from your heart that shows up on your face and go, mom, why are you so happy? That's right. And then give them yeah. a reason. What do you want to add to that, Chris? You know, there's also an internal structure in our lives that we've got to keep as, despite all the chaos around us. So there's, there's things that are crucial for joy, like gratitude, that, that primary spiritual attitude we bring to everything. Uh, but then there's a, there's a structure and balance in our lives. And I think of, uh, if you've ever read the book, The Endurance, you know, they, these guys are stranded on the ice for about 460 days uh, as they went to explore Antarctica and their boat got locked in the ice. And it was really critical for them to have a balanced schedule. All right, what we're enduring is, isn't remotely the same as, as being on a boat stuck in an Arctic ice flow. Uh, that's pretty rough, man, right? Uh, but here we are in our houses and there, there's gotta be a schedule, a structure with a balance of prayer work not not crazy don't put crazy pressure on yourself to get it all just right you know we're we're getting all sorts of homeschool assignments from our our, our schools right now that we have to accomplish it's like you know what? no 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 uh, we're gonna work from you know nine to noon with our kids and then that time's over even if we don't get things done we're gonna keep it a schedule that's a key to happiness is that balance uh and then we have some play time and then some workout time and you gotta have that you, you need to to do these things to just stay sane frankly those things that ground you I think top priority right now isn't getting everything figured out. It's not getting all your work done. It's keeping that, that balance in your spirit, in your mind, in your schedule that'll help you be joyful. And, and this is not a peripheral thing. This is what we have to do to be amped up for the battle ahead of us. This is what we have to do to lead our families. All right. So it's utterly crucial that you give thanks. It's utterly crucial that you keep to a, 
a balanced schedule. It's utterly crucial that you play with your kids. It t- just keep their own joy up. It's critical that you work out, get your walk in, you know, whatever it is you need to do. It's critical that you check in with friends. Identify those things that feed your spirit right now and fight for them. Fight for them because your family needs you to be joyful. I love that message. And in my internal critic or skepticism immediately pushes back and says, well, that feels so irresponsible. Like, shouldn't I right. be out trying to control something? Yeah. And it's literally, the, I'll tell you what, go to the spiritual battle over joy. These dark voices constantly whisper to us every time that we want self-care. Isn't that irresponsible? Aren't you being selfish right now? As if burning ourselves out is responsible. I mean, I tell you, if, if there's anything I perceive in this time, it's a mandatory Sabbath that the Lord is imposing on the world. Uh, I, I don't think that he inflicts things on us, but I think he lets these things happen with the plan for a greater good to come about. And in a world that's incessantly forward moving, rushed everywhere, the Lord is saying, shut up and sit down with your family. Sabbath, rest, focus on the things that keep you sane. You don't have to live this way. Pharaoh does not have a whip at your back. You have a whip at your own back. The evil one has a whip at your back and is constantly telling you that you don't have a right to enjoy life. And the Lord is saying, these are hard times, but I want you finally to learn to claim joy for yourself, to claim the family life that you've been longing for. I mean, this time's going to go by, you know, it it just seems like forever right now in week two, but even if this lasts for a year, we're going to look back someday and say, man, I mean, for those of us who God willing, make it through, not everyone will, right? Uh, well, of course, actually, if you don't make it through, you're going to look back and say, wow, that was quick. <laughs> you know, um, so it, it's going to go. And, and I tell you, there, there's for all the pain of this time, there's a part of me that's going to miss it. You know, that's going to say, what was God teaching me in that moment? And, and we're going to be so in the midst of our 100 mile an hour lives. We're not going to know what the heck's going on. And, and not quiet, not breathing again. No, no, learn now. Take this lesson now and let it change your life. This is a time, one of the few times in life where God's taking the train off the tracks and saying, stop, breathe, and think. Are you living a life you want to live? Are you living for the right things? Because you don't have to keep doing what you've always done. Um, wow. Yeah. God I, help us clean the grace of this moment. God help us claim the grace. And what's coming to mind immediately right now is one of God's best, one of his most favorite uh, commands, at least for me, is be still and know that I am God. And we have forgotten how to do both, how to be still. Like you said, we're constantly moving forward. And we've forgotten that he is God and we're not. And we're all a bunch of little control freaks in our life. And it's not working. (laughs) There's a difference between you and God. God never thinks it's you, right? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I'll just uh, share this quick story and then uh, let's wrap up the show. Um, My buddy, I was just talking with him and he's got a bunch of kids and stuff. And I was like, how are you doing with this whole Corona thing? And he goes, you know what, Joseph? I want my boys to look back on this Corona 19 and remember it as one of the best times they had with their dad. Where dad was truly present for two or three weeks. When, yeah, else, are they, when else are they ever going to get that? I know. And, I, and right. I was like, what a great intention, right? 
And he, he's yeah. intentional. He's going to show up as joy. All right. So Chris, welcome. We're speaking with Chris Stefanik. You can find him at reallifecatholic.com. Um, and Chris, we're going to do uh, my favorite part of the show and then we'll wrap up. Welcome to the confession round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't <laughs> overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Uh, yeah, let's do it, man. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? Love. What's your least favorite thing about God? Oh, since I'm a control freak, his power and my lack of it. <laughs> Got that. What are you most afraid of? Um, not, not a lack of love. Lack of love. And I believe we're all struggling with something at any given time. What are you struggling with right now, personally or professionally, that you could share with BC Nation? Fear. There's, there's real fear as, as we look at um, what, 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 what to do, Lord. Show us how to navigate this time ahead. Yeah. Uh, so there's that balance of, of fear and being aware of what's happening. And when the fear pushes joy out, I know I have to be more intentional. Mm. Because okay. the place I, I need to fight from right now is not the place of having a feeling like I'm hitting the gut. That is not going to help me discern anything correctly. I agree with you. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? 20s. Wow. Working. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. What secret <laughs> fear do you have about people? Right now, that one might sneeze on me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wish you had learned sooner about god sorry yesterday the amazon delivery man nervously dropped off a package and then backed off real quick and i i, I lean out the door and i goes i said hey man you forgot your hug and i don't think he understood my humor at all but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh what do you wish you had learned sooner about god um that he loves me as i am that he uh, is not called me to be someone else. Hmm. What's a new habit you want to form? Uh, a new habit I want to form. That's a great question. I'm leaning into this daily praise, and I, I want to form that through my life. Yeah. What's a bad habit you want to break? Um, letting work spill into family time. And boy, this, this time is breaking that habit for me. Yeah, for sure. Pick three words to describe who you are now. I'm a king in Christ. Love I'm it. a, and I'm a joyful child. Awesome. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your heart. Mm. Self-seeking jerk. <laughs> An SSJ. <laughs> That's my personality type. SSJ. <laughs> I love it. And last question, Chris, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, your wife, your kids, and give them only one piece of advice about everything, about life, eternity, all of it. What would you say to them? Don't be too hard on each other. Don't be too hard on yourself. Mm. This is the time to love each other and to give thanks. I love it. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about putting their joy and their trust in the Lord right now? Yeah. Uh, another critical piece of fighting for joy. Can I kick into the I am thing right now? Absolutely. A critical piece of fighting for joy. There's no bigger drain on joy than talking crap to yourself about who you are. And people do that all the time. So 
I, I think honestly, the center for that battle for joy is, is how we perceive ourselves. You know, if you face the battles of life thinking I'm defeated, I'm abandoned, I am whatever. I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day and I felt so freaked out because everything was emptied out. I'm like, whoa. As soon as I feel that freaked out feeling, I go into my gut and think, what are you believing about yourself, about your state? And, uh, and, I, and I out loud in the car ride home, so I never announced the lie that I'm dependent on the system uh, uh, and, and supply chains and all these things to be secure. I am dependent on you, Lord. I am provided for, I am your child, I am strong in you. You know, so many things come back to how we talk to ourselves about who we are. And the way we perceive ourselves shapes how we act and how we live. Uh, so we, we've, uh, I've spent a lot of time in the last year thinking about this. We have a beautiful program to just help you talk the word of God to yourself about who you are and to increase your joy. It's called I Am. Uh, so if you go to our site, reallifecatholic.com, click on the coaching tab and click on I am. Uh, this has been going, we started, we released this on Ash Wednesday and it has blown my mind. I've never seen comment fields like this in any ministry I've ever been involved in ever. Uh, and this is changing people's lives because we're getting into the head game right in the center of that battle for joy and identity and replacing negative toxic self-talk with the word from God. Mm, that's so powerful. So BC Nation, go uh, to reallifecatholic.com, get a copy of uh, Chris's new book, I Am. It's showing up invisible here on my uh, <laughs> It's pretty cool. My it's, it's pretty cool. It's a magical book. It's a magical it's a book. Called, book. It's a secret book. Go to uh, Real Life Catholic, check out his I Am coaching and his book called I Am and start speaking good self-talk back into yourself so that you can be filled up with this joy of the Lord. And Chris, I just want to share a personal testimony. You came to our church here in Tampa, Florida, and uh, I was in the front row with you uh, right there. And, and you spoke about this, uh, about calling out the biggest lie that we have in our mind, that self-talk that we keep saying over and over again, and to counter it with God's biblical truth around that lie. And I remember um, I reflected on that. And the biggest lie I was struggling with was disappointment. Mm. And uh, I just looked back on my life and I was like, man, 90% of my life has been disappointment, just mm. missed expectations, um, this, this feeling of discouragement around it. Mm. And so I, I just Googled uh, Bible verses about dis disappointment. And I found some great resources and uh, one titled uh, 13 Bible Verses to Overcome Disappointment. Look at that. It was right there in front of me. And I copied and pasted that article into my, my phone. And every morning in my quiet time, in my holy hour, I started saying those Bible verses aloud, out loud, wow. speaking God's truth into my reality. And I got to tell you, disappointment has really lost its hold over me. Praise God. Yeah, praise God, exactly. And I just yeah. wanted to share that because BC Nation, you're struggling with a lie right now. There's a big lie, Chris is right, that's constantly in your head over and over and over again. And maybe you didn't put it there. Maybe someone back in your childhood put it there. Either way, it's there. And the solution to get rid of it, as Chris said, is to go find the Bible verse that speaks to that, come up with like a list of 10, and then re read them out loud every single day until your heart shuts up Amen. your mind. 
Amen. Amen. I mean, we go through life thinking without thinking about what we're thinking. And the battle between heaven and hell is happening between our ears. And we got to wake up, man, and pick sides. I mean, God gave us his word, not so we wait for someone else to preach to us, but we, so we start preaching to ourselves. We got to call out the lie. We got to learn to talk back to the devil. And we got to preach the truth, the truth that will secure us in who we are and enjoy. You know what I just got? We're called to be priest, prophet, and king, right? It's part of our identity. Yeah, buddy. Why are we not profiting ourselves with God's truth? We're that's waiting right, for man. someone else. And that's why we're so dang needy. Wow, right? that's powerful. That's a powerful we are answer. needy of our, of our jobs, of our successes, of our spouses to tell us who we are, to give us what we need. And the Lord's saying, man, stand on my word. You got to start preaching truth to yourself. You got to stand on solid ground. That the, 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 as King David prayed in the Psalms, the, the thousand fall at your right, 10,000 at your left, near you will not come. You know, that we stand on solid ground. There's arrows flying all around us. But, you know, not, not even death can take away our hope. For the That's joy right. of our Lord is our strength. Amen. <laughs> All right, so Christophonic, find him at Real Life Catholic. Check out his coaching program, I Am. Check out his book, I Am. It's working for me. It will work for you. Christophonic, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. You too, brother. Thanks for having me on. It's been an honor. Cheers. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.